there is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in Choirmaster, a psalm of David. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah. For you meet him with rich blessings, you set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you, you gave it to him, length of days, forever and ever. His glory is great through your salvation. Splendor and majesty you bestow on him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, and their offspring from among the children of man. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed, for you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows, be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your power. Psalm 21 in the ESV. Good evening, Grant. Good evening, Brian. How are you? I am very tired. Oof. I have a seven-week You know what? Me too. And he doesn't sleep. How's that going? Well, I tried to have him as a special guest on the show tonight, and he he didn't behave well. I would say more like our internet connection did not behave well. That's true. He was fine. The internet connection was so bad you didn't hear him crying the whole time. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's cute. He's he's adorbs, and he he's is. and he's upstairs now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, passed forty nine thousand Scrabbles. Do you use Last FM? I don't. We we talked about this before, but oh, yeah. I, I used it it's when it first came out, and it was just to listen to like my local music, and I didn't really realize why I had it, so I got rid of it. I used it way back when because there was no other way I could tell what I had listened to, and I'm, if anything, one for uh, keeping track of things and long lists of... Uh, my wife is staring at me like uh-uh son like, well guess what <laughs> i i enjoy stuff like this uh i did take a very long 
years long break, but I am now beyond. I'm now at Scrabble number forty nine thousand and five. So I don't even know during that time. I don't know what Scrabble means. Well, it's just a play, right? You know, a songs okay. listened to kind of thing. Cool. And obviously, it's a lot more than that. But uh, we're at four thousand forty eight artists and one hundred and three loved tracks. So. Nice. So uh, speaking of songs being played. I'm going to yeah. really mess this up. Anyway, seg- oh, man. segue. I was, and then I, then I tripped. Speaking of songs being played in places, mm-hmm. um, I just went to CCLI's website, and Osaka yes. Neck Now Wounded has no record there yet. Well, praise the Lord. That's probably a good thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so what this means is that in its first couple weeks being out there, first couple Sundays available to play it, nobody has uploaded the chord charts to Song Select yet, which means that it is not widely available for the common church to play it. doesn't mean it won't make it there. It just means no one is flocking to it just yet. So, Well, that's all right then. That is um, fantastic. Speaking of hot Christian lists, I went out to Billboard earlier today you don't say and oh i do say in fact you say it's been two uh, years still, two years and two years and going. oh yeah oh yeah two years and going um if all of our listeners could please just stop listening to that song <laughs> for a week and i'm sure we would uh, a big dent in uh in the numbers there i'm sure listen to something better and uh let's see if we can't knock that out of the uh top one i mean it just it's just sitting there what does that say about christian music it says you say (laughs) anyway i thought that was interesting it's uh i mean congratulations to her it's like 114 weeks on the chart 103 of those at number one yeah so yeah something like that it's just it's it's insane i mean even dolly parton couldn't couldn't dethrone yeah (laughs) The rest of of Christendom rallied around Dolly Parton to, you know, hopefully bring kind of like a semi secular artist in to try and try and uh, bring down that top spot, but it didn't work. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't work. So there's that. You know who they should try? Switchfoot. They need to release something else. They, See, I mean, they have the covers, but covers. Do covers really ever make it to number one? No, but but Switchfoot, well, uh, no, I will say I am, I I would be very curious to see um, Johnny Cash's Hurt, where that one landed. Johnny Cash Hurt, I think was, like, that's his most popular song on Spotify. Sure. Um, That was a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song. And so um, it was also the last song he recorded before he died. So that had a lot to do with it. So I'd be, I'd be curious to see those numbers, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember what we were saying. Something about cover switch foot, switch foot. I was, no, I was um, trying to pivot, but yeah, maybe, no. you know, maybe <laughs> it's a little bit uh, before that. We, we, do, we have updates. <laughs> we do. We That's have. what I should be saying. We should. <laughs> we'll we'll get to the switchfoot stuff later, uh, but let's talk about some updates to the website. 
we uh, we added a couple features. Uh, we uh, we had my list of of questions, my discernment questionnaire, if you will. Uh, but we added another document, and that is an explanation of the. Uh, we're still calling it the five types of music written by men, uh, but uh-huh. I do list type zero music, which is Psalms. Uh, I just I think five types is just kind of how it has stuck, and uh, with type zero as the Psalms, which I think was originally suggested as a joke, but we went with it. Um, um, I also uh, added kind of an apology of the questionnaire, just an explanation of what it is. And Mm -hmm. I reordered the list um, to have a more logical flow. Um, And so all of the scripture stuff is together. All of the, like the musical composition stuff is together. And so it, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, and I will be adding to it in the coming weeks. I think in the next, after the next few episodes, I'm going to add some stuff. So uh, be prepared, but that's what the next few episodes are about. So I won't get too much into that just yet. So those are things we added. We added a a new section called resources where you can find both of those documents and we will be adding more documents as we see fit. Yeah. That way you can follow along. So I I have also some follow-up. Yeah. Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt actually won the Country Music Association's Award for Single of the Year in 2003. Fantastic. And it ranked the CMT's top video for 2003, mm-hmm. number one on CMT's 100 Greatest Country Music Videos the following year, and again in 2008, and number one on the top 40 most memorable music videos on much, much, much more musics uh, listed in October 2007. Yeah. This yeah. is all from Wikipedia. We're linking so, the video in the show notes. We're, I'm just going okay. to say that because that video, yeah. if you've never seen it, it is a heart wrencher. It is just so good. It is so good. Um, if you don't know, I think the story is he recorded the song and then June died. And then he recorded the video and then he died. And it was just like, bam, bam. Um, I could have the timing off a little bit, but I know that that was a lot of what the song was. But like, the song was kind of for him coming to the end of his life. And uh, mm-hmm. just kind of mourning that, but man, it was so powerful. Yeah. Um, as far as chart the charts go, um, he's big in Ireland. Reached peak position of twenty five there in UK okay. singles, thirty nine. US alternative airplay was thirty three on Billboard, and US hot country songs on Billboard reached number fifty six. Okay. Just to round that out. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, check out our website, balmcast.com slash resources. Mm-hmm. And while you're there, maybe send us a note. Um, yeah. You can have, we, we have yet another way to interact with the show uh, via the magic of email. So now you can write us a letter. You can send us an email, balmcast, or there is at balmcast.com. And you can also reach out to us on Slack which is at slack.techreformation.com where you can sign up and we'll uh, send you a link and you can join our Slack group there. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's a fun place to go. And uh, you can talk about Bomb and Gilead. There's another podcast there called The Lightest Form of Flogging. There's another podcast there called The Tech Reformation that may or may not still be in existence. But it is the one that the podcast that gives its name to the show. Yes. From my understanding, there's only two hosts left and David is too busy to deal with it. But he just moved today. Yeah. Uh, into a new place and has significantly better internet. So that should help. That should help. So when the tech guy gets good internet, then the tech podcast can come about. However, I do think it would be really funny if Jim and I did a, uh, by Jim and I, I don't mean the, uh, the star constellation. I mean, the star constellation. I was going to ask, I was a bit I mean, confused. Yeah. If, uh, if Jim Briggs and myself got together and did a podcast on technology it would probably be really terrible because I don't think either of us know anything about it. Well, I, I would listen for one. Oh, every, mean, everyone would listen. You oh, clearly. <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying, uh, I think, uh, David Lashett, uh, did out and, uh, said he would be willing to do something too. So, I mean, I don't feel like they have, uh, the tech deformation few. Yeah. They don't, yeah, they don't have, they're not lacking for hosts. I think they have plenty of information and, and whatnot. Yep. And really it's just trying to get it together, but I don't know. I'm an outsider looking in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there is no like special, you know, scenes channel for, for hosts of podcasts on, on that. We're just all out there having a great time. Uh, please come and join us. We'd love to have you. Won't you please join us? Yeah. You so. can also, uh, you can have a lot of fun there. We 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 tend to have a good time. Uh, I would say so. And I think that you and I are about to have a good time. Because uh, if anyone has been following us since the very beginning, they will know that in episode two, we played a game. Oh, that was episode two? It was episode two. Wow. I, I would say it's one of our best received segments um, by me. Yes. <laughs> by you so episode two like this this game that we played it was this is when we were still trying to like shape the podcast and figure out what we wanted to do um mm-hmm. so we did late 90s ccm where we would we would uh each take turns saying a line mm. from the song and then the other one had to try to remember who the band was what the name of the song was and oh yeah we got points um and so this time, we're changing it up just a little bit. This one, okay. this is going to be fan favorites. Instead of okay. late 90s right. CCM, I'm going to ask you all about the Newsboys, and you're going to ask me all about Switchfoot. So I'm ready, there Ryan. Ain't, there ain't no reason why neither one of us should have perfect scores. But... Uh, right. <laughs> I texted you this earlier, you but there is a non-zero chance that, you'll that I will no get points. none of them correct. Right. Um, I love just all preparing those the fans for that. All those mm-hmm. negatives. Try to think positive. So <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not going to like keep score, keep score, like writing it down. I'll probably oh, okay. try to when I'm editing. I'll probably try to uh, try to figure out what the score was. But this is this is just for fun. So this is our, there, there's a future Brian going to come in. A future Brian and say, oh, is going to be way, like, by uh, the way, Brian won because I'm going to reshape the rules so that it doesn't matter what happens, I win. 
it's probably it's probably <laughs> how it's gonna work but well that's all right with me i will say that i um i dug deep i dug wide i dug sideways and i dug down to find some uh difficult ones but also mm-hmm. some some less difficult ones and so we'll see yeah i, feel, uh, I, feel how the well same. You do. I think i think in okay. preparation okay. for this we we both discovered that we both listen to nothing but newsboys for the past two weeks in preparation for this neither one of us listen to any switchfoot so i don't know how you figured out what songs you're gonna do but uh, Uh, by looking at their albums and picking songs that i thought would be good (laughs) i actually listened and was like which ones of these do i remember from when i used to listen to newsboys back in the day exactly Um, exactly so we will get points if we can name the song if we mm-hmm. can possibly sing a few lines from the song, oh boy! If we can remember yeah. the, if we can remember which album it's on. Ooh, uh huh. And so those are okay. the three like are like more concrete ones, and then after that, it's just like arbitrary. Um, it's like if I mention, hey, by the way, this song was written and this happened and whatever, then you could be like, yeah, that's I think that's enough information for another for bonus point. And so, uh, love it. We're just gonna have, we're just gonna have fun with this. It's just it's just this is just gonna be us having, <laughs> having fun and no one else having fun. So <laughs> let's hope not. You, you know that now that we've really sold it. Let's oh yes. Show. <laughs> let's get in, let's get into it. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? Oh, go hit me. Hit yeah. All right. All right. I'll be the visitor. Here, visiting here we go. Team here. Visiting team. Well, we're batter up. Batter up. All right. Climb a tree, gonna reach so high, swing low, sweet chariot. It's time to fly. Time to fly. Um, yeah. Oh. See, okay, it would help if I had like a list of all the songs and I could just like pick it out. Sure. Because I know that's from one of their earlier ones. I it's probably from the Going Public C D. Um do, do you remember no, the tune? No, no, no. Do you remember the tune? To that uh, line? Yeah, kind of. Like can you can you say it one more time? Climb a tree, gonna reach so high. Hi. Swing low, Swing sweet chariot. Low, sweet chariot. It's, it's time to fly. Yeah, I mean, like I can hear it, I, and I, I'm sure I listened to it today. Um, I, I know I did. Is it just going public? On going public? No, it can't be. It's not. It could be on. Take me to your leader. Ooh. I'll give. I'll give you one hint. Oh boy. Okay. This is a trick already- question. Is it because, okay. Is it one of the songs where it's on one of their worship albums that they did? They did those type one songs and they borrowed from other albums and did covers to put them out. They actually sold really well. And I think that's why they did three of them in a row. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's I, called I walk away in shame. It's called God is watching over you. Yeah. Phil Joel. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course I know that song. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Phil off his uh, debut solo album. Yep. So he left. Well, he didn't leave. Uh, he did leave, but I mean, um, not at first. And he did that solo album. It was really, really good. Um, that came out like 02, 01, something like that. Uh, Might have been even 2000. Um, but yeah, love that. Love that album. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Well, now that you like filled in that blank, um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I totally see it now. I, 
and I just want to make a comment on this particular line. I, I think it was mm-hmm. a really interesting uh, kind of interpretation of if I go to the heavens, you are there. If I go down to the depths, you are there. Climb a tree, gonna reach so high. Swing low, sweet chariot. It's time to fly. It's all. It is about like God being with you and God watching over you. And so that totally. God is watching over you. Yeah. yeah. God is watching over you. As, As always, always. you yeah. will live. Yeah, that was a great song. Yeah. I, it was one it was of my favorites. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. All right. And I'm not going to lie, I'm starting out pretty easy. Okay. 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 Um, and it says, and I don't want to study now. It's all wrong, but <laughs> it's all a. right. Yes, of course it's Kim 6A. Of course it's Kim 6A. Legend of Chin. Track two. Hey, no, it's, it's my job to say Legend of Chin, oh, which I'm was their sorry. first Go album. Ahead. It was their first album, Legend of Chin. It was their second track yes. on that album. Yes. Yeah. And, Did uh, you know? It was, uh, it was based uh-huh. on a chem class that everyone had to take. It was like general ed. Uh-huh. And uh, they didn't want to read the book. They wanted to watch the movie. Because oh. it's all right. I'm just like yeah. everybody else my age. Yep. It's a real classic. It is. So we're gonna we're gonna cast a, automatic ten points for you on that one. <laughs> by the way, that was their first song. There's the first single ever released. I heard that one on the radio when I was in sixth grade and was instantly a fan of Switchfoot. I figured. I figured. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to start out easy because I know they're gonna get harder for you. <laughs> All right. Not really. Are you ready for the next one? I'm. I'm ready. I slip into the night, then stumble towards the light. Wake up and try again. Is that LG off of Going Public? Correct album. Wrong track. Do you want to try uh, again? Do you want to wake up and try again? <laughs> Is that... It can't be Shine. No, no, that's, no, no, not, no. That, that's not Shine. I slip into uh, the night, then stumble towards the light. Wake up and try again. Stumble towards the night, wake up and try. Oh, wake up and try again. Oh man, yeah, it's that one song. Um, is it just going public? No, it's not. It's not going that's public. That's good. Right so it, it, it is on the album going public. It's it's uh yeah. it's it's track nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, here again, I would probably be able to figure it out if I had a list of songs in front of me, but I am I'm lost. It's uh when you called my name. When you call my name. Yeah, that's yeah. about all I know that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Uh, I just don't know it yeah, as well as I thought. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, did you know that uh, this was with their original song, uh, like lead singer? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peter Furler's, uh, I, I think this is his, the first album where Peter Furler actually did about half the lead singing duties on the album. Okay. Along with John Davis or John. Oh man. What was his name? Anyway. I know that he was the Peter Furler was the drummer, the original drummer. Mm-hmm. He was also the oh, last, man. he was the last original member. So when he left, it was no longer the original band. He's, he's back. Is he now? Well, I, know I, that, the, I know they did a tour. <clears throat> yeah. So that, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I know they did a United um, tour and they brought back, Phil and Peter. Yeah. I, I got to say, uh, well, take me to your leader. That 
that i mean hopefully there'll be some songs on there but that album was the only one where they were a sextet where they had phil joel and peter furler and uh yes yeah, I, I was wondering um, when phil's everybody. first album was i think it was that one okay um and it does reign supreme as probably my favorite album of it well yeah it is my favorite even though i know it's your favorite album you don't have to convince me otherwise <laughs> That is absolutely unequivocally your favorite album. I know this. It's your turn. So, Brian, do you are you ready? I am. Okay. And it, uh, let's see. The line is, and I'm certain that he hears me. He listens ev- he even listens as even I sing as my I song. Sing my song. I'm emphatic that he's near me, and I can see he's touched. Everything here. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Do you remember the name of said song? I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, oh, I have a chance. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> it's on "Learning to Breathe." No, no, no it's not. It's on a. It's, it's the last track. It's the last track on a. On the way to be human. It's under the car. Close. It is under the, but it's not under the car. Under the floor. Yes. The second verse was yes. under the car between me and the stars. That's you yeah. get seventy five percent of that point for that. Yeah. 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 But you you actually gain a quarter point for singing it and knowing <laughs> like the actual words, unlike you know the pathetic performance I'm putting up, and so you you gain that full point. Congratulations. So, so on the music video for um, yes for the title track, the uh, uh-huh. way to be human. Uh-huh. The very end of yeah. the music video, there's this weird scene where they all like rip off their faces and there's someone else. So it's like there's this three, the Sounds three like guys. Sounds like a new way to be human. I know. Like there's the three guys there and one of them rips off his face and it's one of the other guys. And then he yeah. rips off his. And while, yeah. and while that's no. going on, while that whole uh-huh. scene is going on, it's, go, it's going. And that sound bite is that is a secret track at the end of Under the Floor. No way. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah. Um that that earned you another um <laughs> I, I'm gonna say five points. Five points. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So you're gonna get this next one and you're gonna get like at least twenty points. Oh okay. Right. You got this? You're making me nervous now. No, no, I got this. You're gonna do you're gonna do this. It's gonna be good. Okay. Um, I let you do the thinking. I just bide my time. Um, you let me do the thinking. I just bide my time. Well, no, I let you do the thinking, not you let me do the thinking. Well, I'm letting you do the thinking here. (laughs) I let you do the thinking. I just bide my time. Is this lost a plot? No, it's not lost a plot. No, it's not lost. No, is, is it going public off of going public? No, it's not. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you a hint. I don't have going public off of going the public going public on my list, so so don't worry about that one. Well, it was becoming a thing. Yeah, er, eight, <laughs> I almost I almost read this the the a longer line, and I'll do that. 18 years, I guess it was all right. I let you do the thinking. I just bide my time. Yeah. Oh man, Brian, like this is <laughs> I I listened to the Newsboys all day today. And last night, and I'm still like at a loss. This is terrible. 
You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself when, when I tell you which one this one is. Is this Shine? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> we did. We both. We both did Shine on the last challenge. We did. That was fun. That was funny. Uh, is it? I, I'm sorry. Right. Like eighteen is... years. I guess it was all right. I let you do the thinking. I just bide my time. My time. Father to son, Sunday hand me down. Where did I go wrong not to hear your song? It's a beautiful sound. It's an entertain. Yeah, that's off uh, Love, Love Liberty Disco. Isn't Love it? Liberty Disco. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I. I love that album too. It was that was a fun one. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. We've we've both acknowledged that. All right. Well, you disappointed um, me. I warned you about this, Brian. You did. You did warn me. <laughs> I'm not good at these things, but I enjoy them, so that's fine. <laughs> so that's why we do them. <laughs> so uh, my next song for you goes. The thirstiest grounds can't take the rain. My Erosion. undecided vices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only because it was the thirstiest ground. I, I don't necessarily remember the line. I, I don't remember the tune to that particular line, but that's Erosion from a, <laughs> from their third album. From? from their third album, which was uh-huh. Learning to Breathe. Yes. Uh, that's that's entirely correct. Um, <laughs> y- yeah. Uh, boy. Hmm. Not a lot to say about that one. You know why I picked it, though, was because it was tut, short. Tut, looks like rain. And I was hoping that maybe, yeah, tut, tut, it looks like rain, but I thought that was probably a little bit too. Yeah, that would, uh, that would be too stands obvious. Stands out a little too much. Yeah. But maybe thirstiest grounds and mm-hmm. erosion. Yeah, okay. Mm. What, what you got for me? All right, next one. <laughs> Once I spoke of power and high position, you took a towel and washed Once my I feet instead. Um, that is lost a plot from Take Me to Your Leader. No. What? Wrong album, wrong song. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Also, I didn't do Lost the Plot because that's like okay. our show's alternate theme song, and that one would have been I, too easy. We should perform that sometime I, that would should. be amazing I, I should do i should record I a cover and put it on and put it on a uh, youtube and link it to her yeah oh yeah for sure um it lost the plot actually was one of their better selling songs off that album anyway uh the point is uh once i spoke of power and high position that's on one of their earlier ones mm-hmm. um it is uh well, technically it was on their fifth album, but that's only because their first four albums were all garbage and nobody remembers. They them. were, right? Like, yeah, just looking at the album art, you can tell there was <laughs> less quality there. Well, I mean, yeah, it's on Going Public. I mean, um, fun fact about Going Public, the album cover. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a picture of like a revival meeting yeah. in post-World War II Germany. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. With the, oh, like evangelizing Europe coalition or something like that. That's where that, where that came from. Oh boy. I'm, I'm losing 
all the songs in my head. It's okay. To go feed instead. Let it rain. Let yes. it rain. Let ah. it rain. Which is funny that it was right after erosion. Sorry. That Let is it ironic. Rain. Lord, we're waiting for your for rain, your rain to, fall. to fall. Yeah. Let it rain. That had some nice harmonies on it. It did. Um, we totally didn't set a timer for 25 minutes like we were going to. But uh, that's fine. Yeah, I was noticing that. Um, that's okay. We can we'll, uh, we'll, clean I it up might, in post. Uh, yeah, we'll clean it up in post. I might edit some of this out. That's fine. I'll edit it to where right. I win. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's fine, too. I mean, that's <laughs> not that's not hard. I have one to your three. Three easily, I will say. Okay. So this one I felt was a little bit more difficult, but it probably won't be. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. All these questions are leaving her shaking. Can you be two girls in one? Hey, Friday, what you gonna do now when Monday comes around? Yeah, Friday, what you gonna do now when Monday comes around? So anyway, Monday comes That's around had. is yeah. a bonus track that you had to like send in. Like you had to buy the uh, album of... Um, the beautiful letdown and send in a redemption code to get a download for this particular song. They also had it as like, um, it was like a B side on some of their like vinyls that they did. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of like a throwback sounding song. It's pretty good. It, that one it was, was tricky. That one was tricky. ITunes deluxe edition. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's where I ended up getting, getting that particular one was I waited until iTunes release re-released it, but Nice. Um, yeah you got it man that was good <laughs> that one was a, that one was a tricky one because it was a b-side that's all yeah i only have <laughs> yeah you're not being this is none of this is gonna stand in your way <laughs> shoot there's some there's some tough ones like like i i know what i would have chosen if i was trying to trip someone up with stuff, <laughs> but, but yeah anyway you ready excellent okay it's the child on her wedding day it's the daddy that gives her away. He gives her away. Um, and he let it go. Isn't it let it go? No. No. It's a child on her wedding day. It's a daddy that gives her away. Something beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something beautiful off of their album, Love Liberty Disco. No, later, much later. Was it? Oh, was it off of Thrive then? Much later. Go. Go. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Um. Yeah. Something beautiful. That is a good song. It is. Okay. That was, the old, that was the only one that I like knew off of that album just by looking at the track list. I like uh, Mission off that one. I we actually used back when it was cool to do this. We would uh, we uh, there was a mission trip, um, you know, our church back in Arizona, and we used uh, some of the two of the, one of the songs Mission Bell uh, off the album uh, off that album to put in the background of the the mission trip video kind of thing, you know, yep. it's a good video probably because we I totally just realized that I skipped one of my songs earlier. So I'll have to go back and do that one next. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, I'm excited. Okay. All right. Your turn. 
uh, this is the real thing. No rubber bullets now. Yeah, I know this one. Uh, oh, goodness. I know the line. Uh, this is the real thing. No rules now. But I'm going to get a little bit stumped on this one. So this is the real thing. No rubber bullets now. Was this one on Hello Hurricane? No. No, okay. It was not. A little before that. A little before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I fully recognize the line. I'm just failing to grab the, the context of it. Um. um it, would it help if I said it was off their album? Nothing is sound. I yeah, I mean, it's. I'm. I'm not gonna remember it. I, I, it's one of their. I think it's one of their more like alternative rocker songs. But I'm. I'm failing to remember it. It is called, the fatal wound. The fatal wound. Yeah. You remember that one? I do. I remember yeah. that one. Anyway, you ready? Excellent. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. How am I going to tag along with one tin ear and one glass eye? <laughs> this one's in there, huh? Yeah. Um, how am I going to... You picked a lot from the earlier ones. This one sounds like one of their earlier... It's not. Uh, oh, it's... Okay, well... This is, this, is from... post, this is post Love Liberty Disco. Really? Yeah. I will say I don't know those nearly as well. Is it on Thrive? It is. Um, is it Thrive? It is on Thrive. It is, uh, uh, which I I like that album too. Million Pieces is my probably one of my favorite, like one of, my second favorite song after Lost a Plot. We'll just guess that as as. <laughs> you know, it's not Million Pieces. I know it's not Million Pieces. <laughs> Um, I refuse oh, to sure. accept that guess. Like a million pieces. This is, you know, tick a tick parade. Leaving kiss your kiss goodbye. A Jacobian ladder to a parallel prize. The walks by faith, the sight lines lie. How am I going to tag along with one tin ear and one glass eye? Man, they had such great writing. Um, Boy, uh, or... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't. I can't even think of other titles yeah. off that except for Thrive and Million Pieces. Live in Stereo. Oh yeah. It's track, That's right. Track two. Yeah, <laughs> that one, <laughs> which is like right by Million Pieces. Yeah. Uh, probably I, I skip right over that one. Probably, probably. a lot. Like, ah, let's, let's, there. let's get to Million Pieces. Let's listen to that one again. All right. All right. Your turn. Okay, but love is a dollar that's already spent. Love is a song that's been sung. Love is a dollar that's already spent. Love is a song that's been sung. Uh, this is this is a John Foreman solo album, off of his first. Close. Okay, if it's close, then that means it's probably Fiction Family. Aha. Uh-huh. The dollar that's already spent. Um. Okay, so for those listening at home. Fiction Family is an alternate band where John Foreman and Sean Watkins got together and made a couple albums of just some kind of folksy fun songs that aren't religious at all. Um, so they would be considered type three music. Uh, so anyway, that said, 
dollars already spent. What was the song that's been sung? I'm wanting to say Betrayal? No. Uh, it was War in My Blood. War in My Blood. There's War in John My Foreman Blood. John Foreman did write it. Yeah, following your rules. There's yeah. Well, I would have I would have taken any. <laughs> this is this is one of the rules. There's war in my blood. Anything love could have done. Yeah. I think it was on their second album that the second Fiction Family album. Yeah. Uh, Which where was they called both... Reunion. F- yes. Fiction Family Reunion. <laughs> family... They haven't yeah, done anything family. since then. It's like come on, they need to do something more. Fool's Gold on that album, by the way. Their their second album, Fool's Gold. Uh-huh fantastic song oh my goodness that is a great song cool yeah no i like um uh is he from nickel creek right nickel creek yeah. sean watkins sean yeah. watkins and then sarah watkins is his wife and she's done yes, some work she's a fiddle player she's a fiddle player and she uh she did some work on john foreman's second solo project on the last track on the last album but the name of that album song is escaping me so anyway all right so all right uh just a forewarning there's a little bit of technical difficulties so there might have been a a bad uh, a a bad jump from bad segue but we're experts at bad segues and so we're going to go into the last and final round of ding 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 all right fan favorite are you are you ready are you ready i'm ready okay fantastically ready okay and never dare believe your reach can pass through stone what <laughs> okay i'll give it some more context because that was a random line okay we lo- never we lose hope we mumble our prayers we seal off the stairs and never dare believe your reach can pass through stone can lead a child home can make the dead start blinking what This must be off one of their later ones. If I sang it, might it be... if I sang this, you would get yeah. in a heartbeat. Come on, you said that before. No, no, no. Um, I guarantee it. Well, yeah, the music actually would probably yeah. help me, but um, um, you want me to sing it? Because I will. Okay, go for okay. it. We lose hope. We mumble our prayers. We seal off the stairs. And never dare believe your reach can pass through stone, can lead a child home, can make the dead start blinking. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, yeah, earlier. Um, that's go on public again, isn't it? No. No? It's never going to go public. It's. It- <laughs> Did you hear my wife? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did hear. <laughs> and so did our listeners. So there's that. Oh, good. <laughs> In your defense, it was going public twice, but it's not this time. Yeah, no. It, um, <laughs> I'm... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's too late. It's, it's too late. It's, it's not coming to me it's at fa- all. It's on your favorite album. Uh, well... Yeah, I mean, I knew it was early, but it's obviously not going public, so it's taking to your leader. No, no, no. Yeah. my lord, it's a, it's a, oh yeah, it's a, um, it's a, it's a good feeling. <laughs> um, 
We need uh, to invite my wife along on the show. Have you chosen the grave? I know it's a miracle scene. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a miracle, it's a you had it right. spirit no, thing. It's, it's, it's a spirit no, thing. No, it's not a spirit thing. Oh, yeah. That's not on that. That's not going public. It's <laughs> not going public, ironically. It's a mir- miracle child. Miracle child. Yeah. Okay. Come on, man. Come on, man. You don't know. I thought you knew the news was better than this, man. Come on. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, this is a popular misconception. I don't remember <laughs> nothing. And especially lyrics. Like, oh, yeah. Lyrics are my specialty. They Like, in life, it's lyrics. Yeah, no, they're beautiful lyrics. And as I was going through this, I was noticing... Like, here's the funny thing. I did like Newsboys because they wrote great lyrics, but I yeah. thought they were really funny. They, um, yeah, they're, you know, for they're, the really witty, they're really witty, witty lyrics. Very witty. Uh, whereas um, Switchfoot is very poetic. Yeah, they are. Um, and I liked both. Uh, that, that's great. You know, and, you know, I I, I like Switchfoot too. Um, just really not as much as you. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, let's do this. Last, I have my... This is the one, and I got to say, I searched long and hard. Uh, I wanted to find one worthy to a fan like you. Uh, so this is probably, yeah, you know, one of my most difficult. So are you ready? Sure. Let's okay, it is. Hallelujah, nevertheless, was a song <laughs> the pain couldn't destroy. Okay. Let me guess. Uh, okay. Hall- yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. For for those for those listening at home, I have this lyric tattoo to my arm. It's from the song <laughs> "Joy Invincible," from from the yeah, Golly. Come on, man! From their eleventh album. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, well, you know, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew, I knew, but it had knew to be that. Great. It was good. Thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah. It is an excellent song. It's a fantastic yes. and, song. Uh, a very meaningful song for you, I know, and yes. um, absolutely cool. And, cool. and so I, I don't know why I know the album is called Native Tongue, but I always want to call the album Voices, which is one of the other songs on the album. But I just want to say it's from the album Voices, but it's like, no, it's, it's Native Tongue, anyway. For those cool, listening man. at home, we originally were, were going still to, listening, we, yeah, who are still listening at home. We were going to put a 25 minute timer on, and we forgot. And we it's been a little bit longer than we actually minutes. let the entire first hour completely go by, and <laughs> to the point where we weren't even recording anymore, where my recorder quit on us, and we were still talking and having a great time. And it's way past our bedtime now, and we haven't even got to the main topic yet. And so, I have cut probably half of what we talked about already and i've probably only picked like the best five give and takes of songs that we just did but we had a great time i just want to let you all know that that i'm sorry that you missed (laughs) out Uh, i'll probably put something of it on the post credits we're we gonna have a live show at some point in time when you get that together so yeah so so much for our idea of putting a 20 we went longer than we did the first game and we didn't even have lifelines anyway (laughs) This is what happens when you put Grant and Brian in a room and say, talk about your favorite <laughs> bands. Um, so anyway, the good news is the main topic of this particular episode is going to be mostly recap. 
Uh, I'm going to talk a lot about um, episodes two and three. So I'm not going to give a whole lot of like biblical references and backing up with scripture in this particular episode because I did it very heavily in episode two and episode three. So please go back and listen to those episodes and what we talk about today will make a lot more sense. But I've got seven people in the Old Testament. Two of them we actually talked about last episode and not in episode two and three, but um, seven people in the Old Testament that are all kind of have a connected story. And, uh, and this is in preparation for you know, what is the psalm model? I, I mentioned this a lot in season one about a, every song, every type one song should follow the psalm model, but I've never really defined it. So that's one of the things that we want to do in the next uh, five episodes, especially, is we want to really get down into what is the psalm model. Like, what do I mean when I say the psalm model? It's a kind of a, it's a philosophy more than anything right now, but I, I, I want to define it. So I'm going to recap. There's these two guys, Oholiab and Bezalel. Um, these guys are mentioned in Exodus. God calls yeah, Exodus them out. 36, I think. Mm-hmm. He calls them out by name from Mount Sinai and says, these two guys are going to build the tabernacle. One was uh, an expert in tapestry. One was an expert in metallurgy. And one was in charge of all of the tapestries. One was in charge of all the metallurgy into the building of the tabernacle. These two guys, they learned their craft while in slavery. Uh, They were possibly taught by the Egyptians. They were possibly, uh, uh, we don't know. This is all speculation, but they, we know that they learned their craft somewhere. So it was while they were in slavery, probably doing craft for the Egyptians. Um, because they probably weren't just hanging out in their huts making metallurgy and tapestry, but they were probably given their this the, the knowledge of their skills by the Egyptians, and then God used all of that in preparation to build uh, His tabernacle. But in uh, in this particular time, we are given uh, a very very specific. Uh, depiction of how God wants to be worshipped. This is where the regulative principle of worship is really heavily defined. Um, And what we learn from Oholiab and Bezalel is that God is faithful to explain how we are to worship him properly. uh, And he is faithful to give us the means to worship him properly. So he tells us, this is how I am to be worshipped. And he says, and here I am giving you the proper way Uh, to worship me. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I am going to be faithful. I'm not going to give you a task that you cannot complete. I will be with you. I will give you what you need and you can do this. And so that's what we learned with Oholiab and Bezalel. Well, um, real quick on Mm -hmm. that. uh, I just think it's kind of cool digging into what their names um, meant. Like, um, and I'm no, Mm -hmm. you know, this should be said, I am no Hebrew scholar, but I do have books And it tells me that uh, Bezalel, his name actually means in the shadow or protection of El, God, God. Mm -hmm. right? And Oholiab means uh, father's tent. And he was working on the father's tent, which is just kind of a cool little thing. That is really cool. Um, And so during this time, 
uh, of God explaining how he is to be worshipped, he gives a very specific depiction of the incense that is to be used. And he says, this is the specific incense that you will use. You will not use this incense for anything else other than for tabernacle worship. You will not use any other incense for tabernacle worship. Very, very cut and dry. No question about what was going on. I mean, he gave the blueprint. He told exactly uh, exactly what he expected. And then Nadab and Abihu, the two oldest sons of Aaron, the high priest, they chose to forsake God's regulation of proper worship. They brought their own strange fire, uh, their own incense concoction to the tabernacle, and God used that fire to consume them, and they died. Uh, I believe that God didn't even allow Aaron to mourn their passing. He said, you shall hold your peace. And, uh, and so they, they died because they forsook God's regulation. They said, I know what you want and I want something else. And I'm going to bring you something that I think is worthy, even though I know you, he had just like months before, like not a matter of thousands of years matter of a couple of months before had given him the regulation and they chose to do something else instead. And, uh, and so we learn from that. Sobering. Yeah, it is. We learn from that. That God is serious when he says, you will worship me how I declare that you worship me. Um, these two next guys, uh, this was years later. So after Nada and Abihu died, there was the, there was the, uh, passage to the promised land. There was the rejection of going into the promised land. There was the 40 years in the wilderness. Then there was the conquest. And then there was the time of the judges. So at the tail end of the time of the judges, uh, Samuel has already been um, appointed as a prophet. He is uh, hanging out with Eli, who's one of the priests. And Eli has these two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Mm -hmm. And they take the Ark of the Covenant into battle against the Philistines with the understanding that God's symbol of his presence and power is bigger and better than God himself. And so they have full faith in the symbol of God's, uh, of God's presence and his power, but they don't actually have God's presence or power with them. And they are, uh, they are killed in battle. The ark is taken captive. Eli hears of it, falls backward and dies. And it's just a sad story. Because these two guys, they took, uh, they put their faith in the wrong thing. They, they took God's good gift to them, his symbol, and they chose to worship it and put their faith in it instead of God himself. Uh, and I think this can, can really translate to, into day when we can put our faith and our trust in the, in the song itself instead of in the God that we're singing about. And then uh, lastly, I want to talk about Uzzah. Uh, when the ark was being moved back to Jerusalem. So after the Philistines took it, they uh, were attacked by rats and they were given boils. And so they made idols of rats and boils and set it with the ark and sent it on to Jerusalem or sent it back to Israel on calves that had never left their mother and the Lord caused the calves to go the correct way. And so then he healed them of their wounds. And anyway, fun story. The ark yeah. never, never makes it fully back. It, it stays with Uzzah's father 
and mm-hmm. Oz, Oz's father is blessed very, very heartily. And so David sees that this guy has been blessed and says, we needed the ark back. And, uh, and so instead of looking up the proper way to transport the ark, instead of saying, we need to respect this thing, we need to obey God's wishes and, and carry this the right way, they stick it on a cart and they're driving it into town and it hits a, uh, like a, uh, a rut in the road or something and it shakes and the ark is about to fall and so Uzzah puts his hand up to steady it and dies because he is not supposed to touch it. He's supposed to carry it with a pole, but he did not. They put it on a cart and he died. We don't have all the details of this particular event. We don't know that if Uzzah was even in charge or if he was just following someone. We don't know anything about like whose decision it was to put it on the art on, on the uh, cart but Uzzah disobeyed and touched the ark which he was not supposed to and he died and uh i tend to believe it was as a result of of being just taught properly of the the method was not uh the methodology of proper worship was not kept up and he was ignorant to some degree of how to transport it. And he did, and he was negligent in looking up how to do it properly. And so it wasn't necessarily that his faith was misplaced. It was just that he, um, he did not take it upon himself to learn how God wanted to be worshiped. And he chose what he thought was best and, and, uh, died. And so from that, we can learn, that we can't just simply write a song and say, people write songs, this is how we worship God, so I'm going to write a song and, and worship God. There's, there's a methodology God has declared how he wants to be worshipped. And when we write music, we need to take that into account, and we need to only write songs that follow the model of, uh, that God has prescribed. And I believe that God has shown us his prescription through the Psalms. That um, one interpretation is that we should only sing Psalms. But I Not don't, I, I, I just, I don't follow that particular philosophy. I believe that these Psalms uh, show us that God has given us the Psalms as a model, as an example and that we should study the Psalms, we should learn what that example is, and we should follow that example. Which is why we're talking about this. So um, so th- what we can learn from these seven guys is that God has prescribed worship. He um, does not delight in disobedience. And even if we have the right heart, um, even if we are putting our faith in um what he has given us, that does not mean that we are putting our faith in him. That does not mean that we are doing what he wants. And, uh, and that is a very sobering idea, which is why, which is why Grant and I started the podcast to begin with. So, uh, if God regulates proper worship and if God punishes improper worship, and if God freely gives us instruction for proper worship, then we should seek to discern and follow God's regulation for proper worship. So, uh, and so what would that look like? 
Have we been given instructions how to read the Psalms? That might be helpful. Where do we get this from? Yeah, I mean, God has, uh, well, first of all, God has given us the Psalms. And we can read the Psalms for ourselves. And we can look at the themes of the Psalms. And we can look at what the Psalms are. We can look at the content of the Psalms. But uh, he's also, his Holy Spirit lives inside all Christians. And so Christian men who have studied the Psalms have written a lot of commentaries on the Psalms. And, um, and also, um, the Psalms are the second most quoted book in the New Testament. We can look at those quotations and we can apply that. And there's, there's lots of places that we can go and, and look and see um, how the Psalm model is, is applied. Were you thinking of something more specific or were you just a... Not necessarily. I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. You know, I, I noticed that we want to talk about what does the Psalter mm-hmm. contain and, and why it's important, of course. But I didn't know if you were getting at through that, like if there's a particular way or a particular lens. And I think that's what we're going to get into here in just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got a, a a list of things, and this is just a list of things I have um, noticed that I have found in my study. This is not a comprehensive list. This is just some things I want to point out. Um, so the Psalter, it either is or it contains, uh, it's, it's ancient Near Eastern poetry. And specifically what I mean by that is this was poetry that is in a style, that is in a, that had an audience in the ancient Near East. Uh, primarily like that was when these were written, they were written for uh, the, uh, the Hebrew people for the Israelites. Um, God has preserved them for us to enjoy and to delight in today and to learn from. But the poetry specifically was, was ancient near Eastern poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had ancient near Eastern poetic devices and, um, so it doesn't look like a Shakespearean sonnet because that was a different type of poetry. Um, it also, it, it contains songs written for corporate worship, uh, songs written by individuals. And this isn't necessarily, these aren't, this list doesn't necessarily apply to all of them, though some of these do apply to all of them. Um, this is just a partial list, but songs written for corporate worship, uh, songs written by individuals, Songs of praise and lament, uh, songs of thanksgiving and petition, songs about the future work of Christ, songs reflecting the whole truth of Scripture, songs reflecting God's glory and his beauty, and songs commanding to sing new songs. So these are specific things I wanted to point out. Um, the we believe that the Psalter was used in the temple worship, that it was used for corporate worship. We believe that the entire Psalter was used for corporate worship. We know that these songs were written by individual men. David wrote most of them. Asaph was another writer of many of them. A lot of them we don't know who wrote them. I know that one of them is attributed to Solomon. Um, Moses wrote a Moses, couple, three of them. Yeah, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and ninety. And, um, and so those were just the, when we say the psalmist says, you know, we are referring, a lot of people refer to David, but 
he didn't write all of them. He we only know that he wrote a little over half. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know there are a couple of them. A couple of these psalms that are unattributed to anyone are attributed to David in quotation in the New Testament. Um, I think Psalm two was one of those, but um, I don't remember what the other one was. Uh, and so those that that is a list, and I'm going to refer back to this list in a little bit. Um, and uh, we will eventually be posting this list in in the document. I'm sure, uh, definitely in the in the show notes. Um, I'm going to talk about why the Psalter is important. So this is a recap on why the Psalter is important. Uh, The Psalter is part of the inspired, inerrant, infallible, sufficient, authoritative, holy word of God. I'm going to say that again because that was a lot of things. The the Psalter (laughs) is part of the inspired, the inerrant, infallible, sufficient, authoritative, and holy word of God. Um. So God wrote all of them. None of these contain any error. None of them can contain error. Uh, the Psalter itself is part of the sufficient word of God. Um, and I believe that it is a sufficient guide to writing music. It is authoritative in that what it says uh, carries the weight, the whole weight of God behind it. And it is set apart. And it is even when we think of the holy word of God, you know, Christ had his hand in this as well. Uh, the Bible and the New Testament twice commands us to sing psalms as well as hymns and spiritual songs. And we know that Jesus himself sang the psalms. So this is why the Psalter can't just be an ignored. And it can't just be looked down as a book of poetry or a book of prayers. It must be looked down as a hymnal, you know, as a Psalter, as as this list of songs that that should still be sung today. And, uh, and so if we know that we are commanded to sing the psalms alongside hymns and spiritual songs, and if we are commanded to sing new songs, uh, and we and if we have examples of new songs in Revelation 4 and Revelation 4, uh, sorry, Revelation 5 and in Revelation 14, uh, then we must, uh, as a church, discern how the sufficiency of the Psalter is applied to all other of these new songs. And so we have to, we have to learn, we have to discern, we have to work through, we have to wrestle, we have to be studying the Psalms, but we also have to be studying the rest of scripture. We have to be, um, we have to be, we have to take these these new songs written in Revelation five and, and fourteen, and as well as some of the canticles, um, which some believe to just be artistic expression or poetry, but some believe them to actually be songs. I think of Hannah's song and of Mary's song. Of um, those are the first two that come to mind. I know Zacharias had a song as or Zechariah had a song as well, um, sure. and. Uh, I should know all of them, but I don't. Um, well, uh, I mean, the angels. you mentioned the ones in Revelation. Uh, then uh, David had a couple that are recorded throughout, you know, First and Second Samuel. And in uh, um, First Chronicles as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. So there are those as well. Yeah. And so. Uh, God is recorded as singing in Zechariah. 
That is I true. You mentioned that. And uh, and something else to think about. We know that more songs were written. Like Solomon was. Uh, it says that he wrote one thousand one hundred songs, but only one of them made it into the Psalter. So where the it wasn't other... very good. Yeah, I was say. You know, I can just I can just imagine David saying, "Son, <laughs> why don't you stick with what you're good at, and just write more proverbs." <laughs> Leave the songwriting to the professionals. Um, you know, so we we know that we know that David probably had some rough drafts that never made it into the Psalter, or that he never shared with anyone. Uh, and so, you know, we we know that people hone their craft through practice, through trial, through error, through practice. And yes, it helps when God is authoritative writing through you. But we also don't believe that God just like took over their bodies and wrote songs and they didn't have any giftings of their own, you know, that they hadn't worked through sure. on their own. We, we believe that, that God wrote, um, I forget the word, the fancy word, but I know that Jim Briggs always messed inspired? it up. Inspired? I wasn't inspired. I forget the word that he used that Jim Briggs always uses when he talks about. Oh, um, perspicuity. Perspicuity. That's probably yeah, the clarity. That's uh, speaking about the clarity of the scriptures. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking uh, of. But um, the idea that God speaks through people, but he he doesn't just he doesn't just you know um, take over their bodies. He doesn't just body snatcher them and and use right. his words. We he, we were joking about like Solomon, you know, not being very good and. Yeah. You know, obviously that's a joke, and hopefully our audience recognizes that too. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they but, do. But <laughs> um, yeah, you know, God works as He pleases, and He pleases to work through work through people and work through specifically uh, these men in the scriptures uh, to write actual scripture. Yes, and so if if God had just Im- like taken over all of the uh, the writers of of the scripture then the entire book would have the same voice the entire mm-hmm. bible would just have the one voice but it doesn't it has a a plethora of voices including you know the psalter has a plethora of voices as well and lots of genres lots of yeah. genres i mean in in so we can we can rest assured that while it it is all inspired and fallible and errant and sufficient in authoritative, it's also written by individuals. And so if God was going to give us an example, that's how he, he would do it. And and we see like, you know, the first song recorded in the Bible was after the, the drowning of the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. And, you know, it was just a spontaneous reaction to the glory of God. And so part of what I'm going to talk about in a couple episodes is how praise should always be a result of the glory of God, how it should Mm -hmm. always be a result of learning something new about God or remembering something old about God. Um, It it should never be empty. And Mm -hmm. so that's, that's one of the things that's in the Psalter is when they praise God, it's not, it's never empty. It's never and listen to me, listen to me, worship you, you know, just, just listen, God, I'm worshiping you. And there's so many modern songs that are like that. Um, 
But uh, moving on, uh, it is my belief and my philosophy that the collection of all type one songs should look like the Psalter. This is the collection. So, Mm -hmm. um, so type one songs should include praise, which a lot of type one songs today include praise, but they should also include lament. And, Mm. and, And so there's a, there's a huge lack of lament. They should include Thanksgiving, which I believe a lot of them do, but they should also include petition. So those are the four words that I'm going to focus on in the next the next four episodes. We're going to do an episode on lament, then an episode on praise, then an episode on thanksgiving, and an episode on petition. We're just going to dive into the Psalms themselves, and we're going to and look at that. Um, did you line up Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving? I did not, and it's probably going to hit sometime around Missed Christmas. opportunity. I know. Um, who knows? We could try it. We could try that, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but also uh, type one songs, they should also depict the new covenant. So this Psalter depicts the old covenant. It depicts right. the, it looks forward to the new covenant, but it never, full, it's not on the fulfilled side of the new covenant. So songs should include the completed work of Christ, but also the poetic and the musical elements should be in the vernacular. And um, part of the new covenant is that every tribe, every tongue, every people, every land can uh, are, are included. And mm-hmm. so um, and so the Psalter is an ancient Near Eastern poetry. But the songs today, we have the opportunity to uh, to transliterate the, the Psalter into Western poetry. Like we have that freedom. We, we have that ability and, and I would say that that we have that obligation even to do that and uh, but we have to continue to look at what is in the Psalter in in order to be able to transliterate that um, and then all in all there is a lot of overlap uh, with what I've kind of gone over so far with the psalm model in my previous list of uh, discernment questions oh sure I mean like I remember even talking about uh, this maybe in our earlier episodes, really, where we talked about, hey, we really need to have uh, songs that both um, are, you know, that that tell that completed work of Christ, mm-hmm. right? That that talk about the entire part of the gospel. I remember that was some of the things that we early hit on yeah. uh, in this show. Yeah, absolutely, and so. Like when I think about you know songs written for corporate worship, like that is a major element of of type one songs, and so uh, in, in my questionnaire, you know, I'm talking about you know what's in, like how does it apply to the law? How does it apply to the gospel? Mm-hmm. How does this apply to scripture directly? And and I ask those questions because if we're going to be worshiping as a body of believers, it needs to be tied to scripture. Like we can't just have this empty praise. It needs to, to tie. It needs to be rooted in something. And so when I think about you know, that idea of songs of the Psalms written to be corporate worship, you know, I've got that included mm-hmm. in my original questionnaire. You know, songs about the future work of Christ. You know, what is you know the the gospel. You know, songs mm-hmm. reflecting the truth of Scripture. You know, the truth claims. You know, how do the truth claims in the songs line up with the truth of Scripture? Songs reflecting God's glory and His beauty, and then um, and also. You know, just thinking about um, 
the poetry. So the poetry and then God's glory and his beauty. You know, when I'm thinking about, you know, the structural elements of the song, you know, those, those apply. Uh, the things that are lacking in my current questionnaire have to do with those, those four ideas that I, that I mentioned, um, praise, lament, thanksgiving, and petition. And, uh, so as we go through those, those four ideas, uh, I want to include a question about each one of those and, and, uh, and, at the end, I'll probably just edit it all at once and, and add those those four questions in as as we wrestle through them and as we we work on them. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's kind of where I am now. So in a, in a couple of weeks, we'll do lament first, and uh, there's actually uh, we we talked last time about an album called Lament Songs that was terrible, but. Uh, since then, there's been another album released on Lament Songs by Cardiphonia. And so, yeah. so I want to review that album next time, as well as another mm-hmm. album by a group called Bifrost uh, Music. Sure. And, uh, and so we'll talk about Lament. Like, what does it look like in, in today? Like, how, how can we lament? Uh, what, uh, what psalms are probably the ones that we can look to the most? How can we lament and still have faith? Um, these are a lot of really tough questions and, and it's a really tough topic and it's very hard to do when the biggest Christian radio station in the world has the tagline of positive encouraging. So, <laughs> um, well, they are positive and they are encouraging. Um, but lament, I feel like is make me can come back and I don't know if it's, you know, everything going on with, a global pandemic and among other things and just what what it is but it feels like a lot of a lot of sites are starting to to talk about this too and so i'm excited to kind of jump into that a little bit and what is lament for for us today look yeah. like absolutely <clears throat> so uh, before we log off at a 11:04 p.m. right yeah. before Lord's Day. Is there any uh-huh. do you have any closing things you want to talk about? And please let them not be about Newsboys or Switchfoot. <laughs> you know, I just want to say I'm excited to dig into season two. I've got you know a bunch of Psalms resources, and um, I'm just excited to think about it a little bit and take a part. Uh, some of these psalms as we kind of go through and um, understand how even today these are relevant and the principles in them are relevant too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really are. And and, uh, and I, I hope that we could be helpful. I hope that we can, as we wrestle through these, um, others will wrestle through them as well. And, uh, and we do uh, enjoy your feedback, especially as we are discussing and not just, you know, teaching from our platform or whatever, but, um, yeah, do, do join us on Slack, what? you know, do, do hit up our website and send us a note or an email. Uh, we do really appreciate that. Yeah. I, I do feel like it is, it is important to say, you know, we are not your pastors. We're just two guys talking and we would love to hear and incorporate your voices as well as we together 
begin to unpack um, everything uh, around this whole subject of uh, psalms and their use um, today and uh, incorporation into uh, the psalms model, really, Mm -hmm. into um, music uh, creation. Absolutely. All right, so I am going to go to bed here in just a little bit, but before I do, I just want to say that I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. On the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. To never feel discouraged, for Jesus is your for listening to the Balm and Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balm and Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback So rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast. I've got uh, got one for you. Okay. It says, back from the dead of winter. Back Back from the dead of winter. Back from the dead and all our leaves are dry. You're so Don't even let me finish the line and you got it. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you love me enough to let me go? From Hello Hurricane. Do, uh-huh. do you love me enough to let me go? To That's let it. Me fall? I'm just going to keep singing. To let me fall for you.